And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm strictly a milk and fruit juice man myself. Chocolate soda, or a lemonade, or a big tumbler of cool milk, or even just a glass of ice water when you're thirsty. Stop it, stop it, I'm drooling. Good morning, Swift World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. We're here in the Classic Factory, Tuesday, February 1st. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Happy February, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got our Top Shot Hot Boy. Looking like Fonzie the Bear. <laughs> it's Jay Kirby. Hey, I'll- hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> that looks comfy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, worst shirt week continues. <laughs> I usually like to wear it with a red T-shirt under the knee- underneath for uh, like the full Pooh Bear effect. All right. But um, I could only go for the blue today. <laughs> Have you seen that Magic Johnson photo at the '88 All Star Game? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Yeah. Nice. Wow. We've got the International Man of Mystery taking it to the max. Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm, Lee and last, certainly not least, making the magic happen over yonder. Super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Sorry, Skates, did you say Fonzie the bear? <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Fozzie. Fozzie. No <laughs> I got, uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sit on it. <laughs> I did say Fonzie, yeah. Fozzie. Uh. Hey, though, no, I like that. Uh, shout out to the stream team. Joining us live right now on YouTube. Uh, sorry to keep a few of you waiting there. <laughs> Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksatthealthletic.com. Big news. We're hitting the beach tomorrow. Mm. But not within the Daily Show. Our very own Beach Steppin' Podcast. Mm, it's been a beach, while baby. since we've had a private beach episode, <laughs> uh, as Tass called it. So that will be our second show there on Wednesday. So you can still get a little bit of time to get your questions into nodunksatthealthletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc. And speaking of that, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at nodunksinc. Okay, on today's show, we got a little Is This News? Um We'll discuss, unfortunately, the Joe Ingles news. Uh, we officially learned that he's going to be out for the season. And a couple other headlines that I'll throw at you guys. But let's start with the games. Lots on last night. And, uh, man, this one that we're starting with, a banger! Oh, yeah. Lee Ellis, uh, Tyrese Maxey leads the 76ers past the Grizzlies 122-119 in overtime. And I will note, uh, Philadelphia, without Embiid, pick up this victory. Yeah, and uh, going into the game, this looked certainly like the marquee matchup of the night. Then Joel sits out because of rest. And so, in some ways, a really good chance to, for Philadelphia to show that they are more than just Embiid and just like they don't rely on him solely to win games against a fantastic opponent. So, And it started off great. The Sixers got off to a really hot start there. Tyrese Maxey was brilliant. We'll get to him a little bit more later on. But Andre Drummond coming into that starting line, I mean, Andre Drummond should be on a max contract, really, shouldn't he? I mean, he's a young player. He's a star player. He just hasn't really been able to find a home. But now when you can just bring him off the bench and he has a monster night, it's just a huge luxury there for Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the Sixers got off to a good start, as I mentioned. The Grizzlies fought back. And then this game went to overtime. Crazy stuff here. But overtime started... (laughs) And Philadelphia were down by a point. <laughs> it was to be playing from behind already. <laughs> I've never seen that before. In fact, I would have thought that the tech foul should have been sort of like uh, taken by Memphis in regulation still, rather than <laughs> going into overtime. That happened to me one time. I think I've told you the story. I gave up a basket at, in a game I was playing and it tied the game. I was defending the guy, and I kicked the ball, got a tech. <laughs> they got free throws and won the game. <laughs> right, and so just so for those that don't know, yeah. Doc Rivers upset that there was no foul called at the end. Yes, on Seth game Curry. ends in a tie, or sorry, regulation ends yeah. in a tie. We're headed to overtime, but he picks up the tech, and then the Grizzlies get to shoot that free throw, and then when they jump it up, five minutes in overtime, the score shows Grizzlies up one. Uh, And then even in overtime, the Grizzlies looked like they were in charge at this one. They were up by four points, which in overtime, in a a tight game like this, is often enough. But then the Sixers came back. Danny Green hit a big three. Danny Green's often the bane of Philadelphia fans' existence. Last night, hit a three, missed another one. And then closing out defensively, I thought Matisse Thybul was really good on Ja Morant. Ja Morant last night, 
If you saw, if you follow me on Twitter, I was just putting up every every play he had last night because everything he does is just incredible to watch. His athleticism, his levitation. He had an incredible play there just to uh, to uh, was that regulation or overtime? I can't remember now. Where he goes up against uh, Andre Drummond and he's like bending and twisting in the air and he flings it up and it goes in, gets the and one. Uh, incredible stuff there. So Memphis seemingly in charge and then the Philadelphia 76ers get this win and Tyrese Maxey, 33 points and eight assists last night. I thought he was incredible. Incredible for Philadelphia. I think he's been really good all season. And Kyle Newbeck points out this morning in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Quirer, uh, Quirer, uh, <laughs> well, Philly, Philly News. Fonzie, sorry, Philly, Fonzie voice, Philly, Philly Voice. Sorry, Philly oh. Voice. Whoa. I know, I know, I know, I know. Irving. They need to unlock this version of Tyrese when Joel Embiid is there. Because really, this, this is the thing. He's been really good for them this season. They're not missing Ben Simmons in a game like that last night where right. Tyrus Max is just... He reminds me of like a Ty Lawson almost, the way that he just guns it down the floor like that. He's high speed all the time. And he closed it out with a nice little layup. So every... Do that was there from Tyrese was matched from Adar with Ja Morant last night. So I had to squeeze it in there. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I get it. Uh, Before you showed up, Cass, he told JD that he was going to do the Maxi Duda joke. He wasn't sure he was when. Like, I'm trying not to. I'm trying my best. It's like, it's like Why did you have to inform JD? Uh, well, he no, no, informed the, the classic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said to JD, you have to wait for it to come. Anyway, this game just had me had me flush last night because it was an awesome game. It still was an it was awesome incredible. game considering again. And Joel Embiid at the end came sprinting out. It's like that wrestling meme. He's out, and then all of a sudden they win, and he gets out of that wheelchair, and he just starts run, <laughs> running out there and celebrating the teammates. So uh, You say Tyrese Maxey sprints down the floor. You're sprinting right now, oh, no, mate. I know, I know. I was You're hyped up. Right I was hyped up. I mean, there were so many really good things to take out. Desmond Bain was awesome last night, I thought, for the uh, for the Grizzlies. Uh, but, but yeah, Ja Morant, I mean, he had the dipsy-doo little layups in there. Um, you think I'm starting to be. I'm starting. I think I might be convinced. The best way to play John Morant is to get out of his way completely, <laughs> right? Because he seems to miss the easier shots mm, yeah. than he does like the more difficult yeah. three guys contort his body, take a hit, flip it up. Like when you think he's about to shoot, he's got three more moves before he actually yeah. releases the ball, and he, he's got the soft touch there. Didn't shoot from three well last night, but uh, everything else was great. So really great game. But again, the main point I think Philadelphia winning without Embiid, who's been playing maybe the best basketball of his career over this little patch here. Easily. And, uh, and that, I think, the, the fact that they rested him was like, we we do think that we, he's going to be playing another 15, 20 games at the end of the season. So even though it's against a great opponent, the Grizzlies, we're taking the night off tonight and uh, and it paid off for them. Are we just going to let it go that you said that Andre Drummond should have a max contract? Well, uh, the, the, what I mean by that is... <laughs> young. Like, yeah, he's young. He's in his prime. He's a two-time well, all-star. All-star. Yeah. You yeah. know, like he should be... He, they got him for nothing. Two and a half million, I think they signed him for. Basically, like no one else wanted him. And Andre Drummond, remember when he was in Detroit, he went to Cleveland for a second round pick. He went to the Lakers when they when the Cavs last year were like, we don't want him. He's sort of too good, stay at home type of thing. He didn't work out in LA, fine. But then it was like, who wants Andre Drummond? Six is like, great, we'll take him. Yeah. And, um, as 16, a, as a, 23, five assists, two steals and three blocks for him. Yeah. 23 rebounds? Yeah, yeah that's right. JD. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, I found my external hard drive. We're getting closer to unlocking the beef <laughs> supply chain. Nice. Uh, but okay. I think Drummond is in the perfect spot. Backup yeah. center for the Sixers is like a super valuable position. And if they're able to get him for only two and a half million, what a fine because yeah, 23 rebounds and just the ability to step in and help uh, the Sixers kind of like mitigate the possession battle against the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies are usually pretty solid at that between offensive rebounds and getting steals. Mm-hmm. Having Drummond out there at least kind of chips into that. He had 10 offensive rebounds last night, which is battling against Steven Adams. That's exactly what you want to see. You just see the difference in... Um, rim protection, really, that Drummond brings versus Joel Embiid, because I think if Embiid is the guy going against John, some of those layups, maybe he's getting a finger on some of those yeah, crazy yeah. finishes that he's pulling off. But yeah, great game for Drummond. Great game for Maxi And T- Tobias Harris was really solid as well. 31 points, 12 of 25 shooting. You know, not the greatest, but at least he was productive and he was making some smart plays in the pick and roll. Yeah, Drummond has totally let it go that he's going to be a superstar in this league. Well, he thought he would have been. And if he got a max contract, of course he thought he would have been. But he's gone from that starter's role. He's just gritting and grinding uh, against the grit and grind Grizzlies. And Tyrese Maxey scoring 33 if you're, uh, if you're a reader of the Philadelphia Inquirer or the Philly Voice <laughs> or whatever. Uh, maybe you're a little worried as a Philly fan that Tyrese Maxey playing really well 
kind of allows Daryl Morey to hold the Ben Simmons card until the summer because he, he watches Maxie and he watches Curry. And I hope uh, Joel Embiid's watching Maxie and Curry try and take over at the end of games there as he sits on the sidelines and allows them, you know, if, if they don't trade for somebody, to try and finish games. And Embiid doesn't have to take over. And, and we'll get to, you know, some Kings and, and Sixers rumors a little later in this show. But now Morey, nine days away. He's got Ben Simmons in the pocket. If he sees Maxie doing what he does out there, playing really, really well, does this allow him to try and hold out for more and more and more? Or, yeah, is this the uh, Embiid year where he's got to make a trade, but it sure seems like he's hanging on to him at this point. Yeah, what do you think what Taz is saying here? Like, if Maxie has, you know, had a brutal last month, let's say, and has given them nothing at the point guard position, do you think then Maury, you know, is held over the fire a little, a little closer to make a Simmons move? Or when he plays like this, I mean, this was one of his best games of the season. Mm-hmm. And we've seen explosions like this mm-hmm. from Maxie before, but this is by far one of his best games. Um, is Tass right? Is this like, if anything, maybe they will not be trading him here at the deadline and, uh, and they'll wait till the summer? Uh, there's no need for him right now because things are playing, they are playing really well and Embiid's at that level. So to just give him away right now wouldn't make sense. If they can get that really good value that they're looking for, then he'll make the move. Otherwise, I, I just don't see why he would just say, all right, I'll take pennies on the dollar at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, again, I think Simmons really needs to sort of say, okay, at this point, I need to go out there now and play my way out of Philadelphia. It's too late probably for this season, but he needs to sort of say, okay, the team isn't missing him all that much. So his own value is, I think, dropping as well. I think I think teams what, look... I guess... What does he care about that? I mean, he well, still because, gets his—he gets his money. But does he? I don't think he's getting paid. Well, that's—I I, I, I have yeah, no idea. You're right. In, I don't think he is. I mean, fines he's getting. Yeah, yeah I, I just think uh, again, it, as you mentioned, if the Sixers are right now like, oh man, they're four games below 500, and Bead's playing MVP level, but they're wasting the season, then Maury sort of has to. But right now, it's kind of like. I'm not just going to give him away for nothing. If that mm-hmm. if that big deal that they really want is on the table and it comes to fruition, he'll take it. Otherwise. I don't think he's going to make that move. The, the flip side of that, though, is Embiid is playing so well, and some of these guys are contributing at pretty high levels here, that they look like a legit title contender. I, they do. I mean, in somewhat of a wide-open East right now, that then the, he's like, whoa, maybe we should be active in making a move and getting a player or two to help actually win a championship, yeah. which is the whole point of this thing. But is that Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hill? Well, I, I mean, that's, that's you know, the question. Yeah, right. Come right. on, Daryl. Come on, Daryl. Well, and, the, and then I counter that with, well, you say holding out, holding out, holding out for a a bigger star player is that is that a guarantee that comes in the summer or around the draft no, no of course not no but, so but. you just be right back at square one yeah but he's banking that it will be the longer yeah. you wait and, the, and these teams whatever fall out of playoff races I'll, th- I'll say I think they're they're paying him. They have to be paying him. I don't. I, I think don't think so too. I don't think the union would allow a guy not to be paid, especially with the mental health issue going I, on. I agree. He's, he's, but they. But they weren't paying him. I mean, are I, you one hundred percent before that, camp? You're talking yeah, about, yeah. But I, yeah. I you mean, don't think Ben Simmons has seen a dollar from the Sixers in terms of like his salary this year? I feel like that would I be mean, a bigger I story. think I think he's saying. I think the Philadelphia approach would be he's not reporting, and if he's not reporting, then we're not. We don't have to pay him. Well, he has been there. He's dealing with the, yeah. the Philadelphia's doctors. I mean, he's there. It's a different scenario yeah. than when he was holding out from camp. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure, but they certainly appear to be saying, "Well, if you're not going to, if you're just not going to play, we're not going to pay you." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, f- awesome game, like really was super entertaining. Did you have a favorite John Morant play from this one, or even from one of the Sixers? But John Morant had like he had six or seven stupid plays. He revved the motorcycle after a dunk. <laughs> he sure did, which I thought was great to see. That's a Vince Carter shout out or a Dirk Carter. Nowitzki shout out. I Ooh. think it's a Vince because he did it in Memphis. Vince was riding the motorcycle Ooh, in Memphis, good call. and uh, he had teammates doing it too in Memphis. So I think it's carried over. Yeah, that one was incredible. He also, I don't know if this is the one you're talking about, Lee, but the one where he somehow like went inside of a body to finish still yeah. on the left hand, like mm. that was crazy to me. It's it's Derrick Rose like. Like yeah. that to me is the only guy he can actually be compared to. Like you hear Westbrook a lot. You say Penny sometimes mm-hmm. skeets cuz he really plays with the ball like at the very end of his arms, yeah. which I guess is where your hands are, but <laughs> the body control and the finishing inside is Derrick Rose like to me like there were oohs and ahs from the Philly yeah. crowd just seeing him make layups. And we used to talk about trying to have a cool layup contest with Derrick mm. Rose. Like, Ja would blow it away right now. It'd be <laughs> him and Kyrie Irving in the finals. That's it. Come yeah. on, Ja. Get there on Saturday night. 
make the skills contest worth it. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Skills, the skills. It's been dying a slow death since it since the inception. But if he can get out there, but he needs like opponents to be. The, yeah, maybe know. throw some big pile. Maybe throw a cutout or something. I get maybe it. Maybe yeah. go against Tybal. See, just see how it goes there because I think Tybal is great. Oh, I mean, you know, he, he is incredible. It's impossible to stay in front of John yeah. Morant. He he did an admirable job yeah. uh, as moving as fast as could. Now I thought they uh, the the Grizzlies had a chance to win this game. Was mm-hmm. it Williams wide open in the corner? Like awesome look at a at a three pointer. I mean, he hits that. It's probably a win for Memphis. I think John Morant created that one if I uh, remember I that correctly. That's right, yeah. Uh, and then that was and then but Thibel then had the very intelligent. I think it's the same play where he saved it. Yeah. Going out of bounds and you know. My old coach would be like, what are you doing? You never save the ball going <laughs> oh, yeah. out of bounds under your own net. Yeah. But when there's very little time left on the clock, if you're going to, especially if you know it was out on you, and I think it was going to be out on the Sixers so the Grizzlies would have another chance, he threw it like high enough and arced it basically to half court. And then that's where uh, Tyrese Maxey sort mm-hmm. of uh, grabbed it and hit the layup at the end. <laughs> Should have been a technical foul called on the Sixers, though, people are saying. For what? Curry was out on the floor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he honestly was. He came out like five feet and the game wasn't over yet. But uh, no, it was a great save from Tybal, and he is an incredible defender. Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, we, uh, you know, I saw a lot of it for the Olympics yeah. in Australia. He was so good in that role there, and uh, and that's what he does for Philadelphia. I, I mentioned start of the season, I wanted him as uh, most improved. Yeah. Because if he can score and shoot and consistently knock down shots, then his value just increases so much for Philadelphia. Bit of a liability offensively, though, at times. He didn't miss a shot last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, two for two. Yeah, I love his little hooks off the backboard. You know, those are, those are beauties. When you uh, don't have a pull-up game, just throw it up there. All right, let's keep it going here. Uh, next game, Steph Curry heats up late to lead the Warriors over the Rockets 122-108. TK. Yeah, a bit of a pickup game here. Not a lot of interest in defense. A lot of wide-open dunks and shots. And thanks to Kevin Porter Jr., a little mm. trash talk. Yeah. Gotten Steph Curry's ear at the end of the third quarter. And that was a huge mistake because <laughs> Steph Curry went off in the fourth quarter, he finished with 40 points. He had 21 in the fourth, went seven for 10 from the field and hit four threes. It was every kind of Steph Curry shot. The classic pull up threes. He hit a nice little jumper, like just like a 18 foot jumper, classic to see. Hit a lefty floater, but my favorite was when he had a jump ball against Jay Sean Tate. Won the jump ball, relocated, he gets the pass from Clay, hits a three from the left corner. We're going to be getting another Steph Curry MVP push. He kind of lost it a little bit in January. Didn't shoot the ball very well. He's had a couple of nice games here uh, recently. But as soon as Draymond gets back, makes things a little bit easier for him. And just bouncing back in general. Like, when you see Steph Curry shooting 30%, it doesn't mean he's a 30% shooter. It means he's going to shoot 50% very soon. And I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to get a little rest at the All-Star break. Uh, Draymond will come back in not too long, and things will get... Even easier for Steph, so that was definitely fun to see in the fourth quarter. And another good game for Andrew Wiggins. The guy gets named a one All-Star team, and suddenly he's an All-Star. <laughs> 24 <laughs> points, 8 of 14 ah. from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. What a gem. <laughs> what a gem Wiggins Island is. I'm not going to be an All-Star until you name me as an All-Star. That's then right, I'm man. an All-Star, yeah. <laughs> uh, the one I love was the one over Garrison Matthews, where he came down probably 33 feet out, and as he shot it, he just starts trotting back the other end Steph, Steph. yeah 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 because yeah. um, it's been a weird story I know he's not shooting you know he did have a rough month but it was kind of like oh Steph's shot's gone I'm like why are we we get so dumb on the internet people just write the stupidest <laughs> I mean as if that's anything more than just a glitch I mean yeah. he, he's the greatest shooter we've ever seen it was seen. a long slump yeah, for it Curry month. it wasn't a weekly I it, know but it it's was... like it's Steph I mean it, oh, I, I know yeah. <laughs> Like, we just, I think it's like, it's so quick to sort of pounce on, like, oh, finally, you know, he's got a weakness there. If you want to bank on, like, that happening for the rest of the season, go ahead. It's a bad bet. He's going to come back. Uh, Do you think it's possible Kevin Porter Jr. at the start of the season laid a little coin on Steph Curry for MVP? (laughs) Seen him fall out of the race a little bit? Yeah, maybe I'll just, like, crouch down, talk a little trash, get him going. Maybe this is something that unlocks him and gets him, like Trey said, back in the race. That's one of the great things in the NBA is an all-time great on the road just shutting everybody up. Yeah. It's still one of the greatest things. Even LeBron in Brooklyn a few weeks ago, uh, th- that's that's one of the best things to watch. I think my highlight this season is getting to see John Morant in person. I'll always remember that. But seeing these little moments, 
They're great. Curry had 21 in the fourth quarter, as mm. you said. The most ever he scored in a fourth, according to Anthony Slater. That was surprising to surprising. me. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of throw that in there. Uh, but he played all 12 in a, minutes. in a fourth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, you know, uh, I well, guess I guess throughout the years, hasn't played 12 minutes in a fourth quarter right. because they were smashing people. Right. And so he played every single second in this fourth quarter, feeling fresh, feeling fine. And, yeah, I guess he will make another push here. If, as long as uh, Kevin Porter's on the other side talking in his <laughs> ear. Yeah, then Kevin Porter hit a shot uh, it, trying to get uh, – to get into Steph's face, and that was great. That was that, well, that was fun to watch. <laughs> That's what you need on a Monday night yeah. uh, in the association. All right, our next game: the Raptors ended the Hawks' seven-game win streak uh, behind Gary. Gary. That's right, Gary Trent Jr., who's on fire. I mean, this guy's Steph Curry right now. And Siakam had another great game. Um, Tass. The one thing I'll set it up for you: no Trey Young for the Hawks. It was all very late scratch. I guess he got a bum shoulder. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All star starter. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know, people come out and say, "Hey, the Raps have had injuries too," and of course they have. Um, But the 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 Hawks would have been able, likely, to pull this one out if they had their man. But who cares? Let's talk about a man named Gary, Gary Trent (laughs) Jr., uh, the son of Gary Trent, who used to play on the Toronto Raptors once upon a time. Uh, He's had four straight thirty plus point games. He's hot. (laughs) And uh, as Pascal Siakam said after the game, he's just a tough shot maker. That's where he earns his money. He likes guys in his face. It's a little John Mm Morant-esque. He likes guys around him. I started thinking about who are the toughest shot makers currently in the NBA? Who wants a guy or who is comfortable with a guy sort of draped all over them? I think DeMar DeRozan (laughs) is a a good one. I mean, you can talk about the all-time greats. You know, Kobe was an, an incredible one, but currently... I don't know. Gary's up there as a guy who just, I mean, you can say Kevin Durant, but he's not, doesn't have a hand in his face when he makes tough <laughs> shots. So everybody. it's it's very different. Uh, I don't know if you guys can think of anybody else who's off the Luka. dome. Yeah, yeah, Luka's Luka's a, good a lot one. of massive fadeaways. Yeah, yeah Luca's a good one. He's a very, very good one. Uh, so Gary is uh, scorching at nine threes. Uh, he's, he's actually helping out on the defensive end. He mm-hmm. kind of shut down Bogdan Bogdanovich a little bit uh, towards the end. He was their go-to guy on the perimeter because Trey wasn't there. And uh, you got to be happy. you got to be happy with uh, Nick Nurse's rotations, right? Oh, it was only a week ago. Oh, he's not playing enough guys. He's not playing enough guys when they weren't winning. But he's basically playing uh, since he, that three guys were that they played 50-plus minutes in that triple overtime game. Doesn't matter. He's still playing eight guys, and that's yeah. fine. And that's fine. Really? Seven? And, seven, yeah, seven yeah. and a quarter. Yeah, yeah seven seven guys and some guys who played for a few minutes. Yeah. And and uh, it's fun to watch this team if Gary's going to be that hot. He's, he's, he's uh, I don't know how those shots go in. He's, he's, he's really a no, 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 yeah, good shot type of guy. And they're, and they're going in right now. Again, four straight with 30-plus points. He's, he won them this game. We have a thing here on the show called Good Gourds. What about Great Garys? Great Garys. Yeah, you know, start a Great Gary team. Guys that hit uh, tough shots <laughs> with people in their face. Mm. Um, yeah, 106, 100 victory. This was close. No Trey Young, like I said. The Hawks were in this. And, uh, you know, it was Van Vliet setting up OG in the corner for the, the, the back-breaking yeah. three. That was uh, a, a sick pass, actually, from Van Vliet, who had a rough game shooting the ball-wise, like 6 of 20 overall, did hit four threes. But uh, that played uh, to OG just, like, the Hawks just all converged mm-hmm. on him. And he just, like, took one more beat, too, to, like, Give OG even a little bit more time to set up in the corner there and then like nice little low little bounce pass and he splashed it down. Anything to add to this game? Uh, well, it was a good game, but we saw another incredible highlight from Okongwu when he just uh, yep. ripped the ball. I think that was out of Gary Trent um, driving into the lane there, just ripped it out of his hands. I was checking the box score this morning if they gave that a steal or a block. Ian. And? What do you think it was? Steal. So did I. It's a block. Hmm. Yeah. Great. I mean, he stole it. Didn't he? But <laughs> yeah, I guess he was going. Those hands are going up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was great. But yeah, the Hawks, uh, you know, this was uh, a game where I thought they were going to win this one. And tonight we've got the Raptors and the Haw- uh, uh, Raptors and the Heat, both on a back-to-back and both coming off that triple overtime game from night. It could be a bit ugly down at the uh, Scotiabank Arena. I think Nick Nurse will play four guys tonight. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you look at that rotation and... You know, does he just not trust those guys at all to not even go, okay, we need two minutes of of mop-up time here, guys? Or is it just like, these are the guys and I'm just going to play them into the ground? Because I think it could catch up to the Raptors here at some point. It it could. I mean, I think we even saw it uh, a week or so ago with Van Vliet a little bit when he was playing massive, massive minutes. And then he hit a little stretch there where he was like, he looked exhausted. He's still slumping. Van Vliet is still slumping. Yeah. Yeah. The other guys, though, Siakam is one of the most well-conditioned athletes in the league. I don't think that gets discussed enough. 
he gets stronger and faster as the game goes on. And then, like, I guess you're helped out by not playing, like, a slumbering seven-footer, right? Like, <laughs> Sleepy uh, guy. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> to play 40 minutes. Like, we are talking about Barnes, who's, like, 19 years old. Yeah. And he's fine. He can play 80 minutes a game. OG's incredible athlete. Same with Siakam. Like, I'm just, I guess my point is, if there's any team that could sort of do this... I think the Raptors are built this odd, oddly this yeah, way, mm-hmm. but not that that's a good thing. You need to have a bench. Um, but yeah, they, I, I said it the other day, their starting five can hang with anyone in this league. I'm convinced on that. Um, can I throw a quick trivia? Mm. Yeah. Lee's up for it, of course we are. Um, <laughs> Gary Trent, nine threes. Yeah. The sixth Raptor to do it in NBA history, wow. in franchise history. Okay. Give me the other five. Danielle Marshall Marshall hit 12. Vince, we're including that was a playoff Playoff. game. We're including a 50-point game against the Sixers. And Leader Lowry? Fred. Yeah. He did it. Lowry didn't? No, Lowry did Uh, not. Capono? Capono, sir. Not enough attempts. Uh, A wild, a wild... Um, Tracy Murray. T- Terrence no. Ross? Terrence oh, Ross did, yeah. yeah. Uh, wild, uh, that's great. We're almost there. Wild role player that was mentioned a few weeks ago on the show. You don't think of as a Raptor. We were opening Tracy packs. Tracy Murray? No. No. Um, in the same light, you don't think of him as a Raptor. Um, he had a daughter in the WNBA, still currently in the oh, WNBA. Uh, D. Brown. D. Brown. Nice Whoa. One. He nice had n- he, had, he had nine wow. threes for the Toronto Raptors. Are you kidding me? So we got Vince, we got Gary, we got Terrence, we got Fred, we got them all. Yeah. yeah wow. Good stuff. Good trivia. Um, just to add on to that, I did see if Gary Trent Jr. in his next game, I guess against the Heat here, if he scores 30 plus... <laughs> he will tie the franchise record oh, okay. with DeRozan for most consecutive games with right. 30 points or more. What well, were you laughing well, at? Well, he had 31. I thought we were going down the ball. No, not a Bob McAdoo. <laughs> McAdoo? Stat no, he's him. better than McAdoo. He had like a 32 and a 33 in that stretch, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, more games here. Let's get to That's them. That's a joke. That's a joke. Let's get to them. Let's get to them. Goodwins, 21, helps the Cavs beat the Pelicans 93-90 without Garland. I slipped this one in here because I saw Tass tweeting about Goodwin last uh, night. We yeah. had just talked about the Cavs I'm probably going deep, needing baby. some backup um, point guard help, right? You know, with with Rubio, of course, out. With Sexton out. You know, Garland's out of this game. It's like, this is a good team, but they could probably use um, some minutes there in the backup point guard position because Rondo's probably not the answer at this point of his career. But then, Tess, here's Goodwin. Coming through 21 uh, as they get the victory. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, Brandon Goodwin hasn't got more time. And I'm not sure if there's an injury involved there, but he came on with all those injuries that were happening with Rubio and Sexton. He came in. He's a two-way player, but he's had a cup of coffee in the league before. He played with our Atlanta Hawks as a backup guard. I think Mm -hmm. he's solid. Uh, I think he's a decent ball handler. Sometimes gets a little ahead of himself, but uh, that's... That's all there is to take from this game, really. It was a nasty game. Brandon Goodwin, I think, can chip in. And in crunch time, it wasn't Rondo on the floor. It was Brandon Goodwin because he can make a shot. He was 8 of 11 in this game, and Rondo's shot, it wavers from time to time. And yeah, we can say, hey, playoff Rondo's going to show up. But he didn't show up with the Clippers last year, and it's uh, a little worrisome at point to, uh, at this point of Rondo's career to watch him on the defensive end hop around. Uh, Brandon Goodwin is... Young, still, like, sort of in his prime, prime, you know, 26 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, can help out. I'm a Brandon Goodwin guy. <laughs> we want to go deep. Good win for Goodwin. <laughs> I mean, good win. It's wild the Cavs won this game. Yeah. I mean, again, 93-90, pretty low scoring affair, but no Garland. So Chetty Osmond was the starting point guard. That was weird. And he shot 3 of 16. You're like, ugh. 12 assists, though. <laughs> he was a playmaker out there, and then Goodwin sort of like taking over as the backup point guard. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's what's up? Why wouldn't Brandon Goodwin start? What do you, what do you got there? Oh. J.B. Bickerstaff, you got a beef? <laughs> a beef with Goodwin? Um, I wouldn't, Jetty Osman has been amazing off the bench for this team. Yeah. He has been yeah. phenomenal, so it's kind of odd that they would change the, the lineup like that. Right, Kevin Love again as well. 15-11. Uh, I mean, hitting big threes as well. Like What a rejuvenation it's been for him this season. It, it's so much fun to watch him, and that crowd in Cleveland is just it's a ride in there right now. They are having uh, the time of their lives because it's just been so unexpected that they continued on from where it started off this season. So great to get a win without uh, without uh, Darius Garland there for them. Bunch of other games. I'm going to chuck at everybody here uh, joining us live and listening later and to you guys here at the table. I got a take for you for every one of these. Mm. Okay. So let's go okay, one by so one. Okay, so I'll do one by one. Jackson's breakout game sends Pacers past Clippers 122-116. What's your take? 
Which Jackson did you think had a breakout game? Right. When you saw Jackson, who did you think you it was? You thought Reggie because yeah. they're playing the clips. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought Frank. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, mm, wrong team. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's Mark. Yeah. He's back in the league playing point guard, <laughs> setting the table for the Pacers back in the day. Maybe it's Michael. Indiana legend. Oh. It was Gary, Isaiah. Another Gary. Yeah, it was Isaiah. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah Jackson. I know. Who? Who? Next game. <laughs> Brown scores 29. Celtics run past the shorthanded Heat. 122-92. You hear a lot about schedule losses. Yeah. The Heat scheduled themselves a loss for this one because they played nobody after that three overtime game. Right. They basically played seven good minutes, is what Eric Spolstra said. He said, throw the rest in a dumpster truck. Mm. Dumpster truck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go with the full name. Most of us say dump truck. He said the best game, the best part of the game for the Miami Heat, the only highlight of the night was when the Celtics showed Eddie House on the jumbo truck. <laughs> wow. Was he sweating? <laughs> Sweaty Eddie. <laughs> so, yeah, it was that kind of night for uh, the Miami Heat. They didn't play anybody, yeah. and the guys that played didn't play very well. So a nice win for the Celtics, who I think are actually two wins over 500. Ooh. Yeah, Tass. That's a lot. Tass. Yeah, two-game losing streak on deck for the Celtics. <laughs> Eddie, House, Eddie House, you think of him as a Celtic or uh, Heat? Because he played for Celtic. both those teams. I would think Celtic yeah, first. I do. Yeah. He was there, though. He was there for the Celtics. Right. <laughs> Eric Spolstra said the best part was, the, hey, that guy used to play for us. <laughs> Throw him in the a, dumpster truck. Did he win a championship with both then? That's a I good question. I think he was on the 08 Celtics. Eddie House of two rings? I don't know why that seems weird to me, but. He was on the 06 Heat? No, 08 so. Celtics. Yeah, he was where, on, but then, no, 2012. Just one. No? Just he one. was gone after the 2011 season. Right. Okay. Mm. Uh, all right. Are you ready for your next one? Yep. Burks and Fournier lead the Knicks to the 116-96 win over the Sacramento Kings. Uh, every Knicks starter in this game, except for Kemble Walker, had a positive plus minus. Oh, that's rare. So if you want to get right, play against the Kings, <gasps> who haven't won a game on the road since December 1st. Mm. Today's February 1st. That's two months of losing on the road. Mm. God. And Alvin Gentry was asked uh, if the team is tuned out. He's like, I hope not. <laughs> not with the lifestyle these guys are leading. <laughs> Basically, like, who cares about playing basketball? You're an NBA player. You need to have a little responsibility out there and actually give a shit. And he's like, hopefully they do. <laughs> Yikes. Mm. Bad news, Bears. Uh, also interesting in this, Cam Reddish got to play. Yeah. They were cheering for him. We want Cam. We want Cam. We want Cam. Five minutes. Five minutes of garbage time for Cam Reddish. So that's cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel so bad for Kings fans right now. Yeah, I mean, it's this bad. Is, it's bad. It's horrible. Uh, final one then. Or anything to add to nah, really? nah, no, no, I mean, like, honestly, you can't get blown out by the Knicks who are just struggling themselves right now. This wasn't even competitive mm-hmm. at all. Um, I think Alec Burks listened to the show because he was like, oh, those boys want me out? I'll show them I'm really good. <laughs> uh, I think Tommy Beer said uh, on Twitter... The Sacramento Kings are like the chicken noodle soup when you've got a cold. You just like, yeah, uh, you consume them, you feel better. You know, that's what it was for the Knicks. <laughs> do, you, do you do that? Is that your go-to? No, not anymore. When I was a kid, I think. I think mum used to bring it out, but no, not What's anymore. What's your go-to? Uh, like something with uh, ginger and stuff like that, mm. you know, the miso sort of soup rather than the, the chicken noodle soup. Dort Dort helps the Thunder top the Blazers 98-81, ending a seven-game skid. Trey. This was a game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the Blazers got up by 18. Yeah. They lost by 17. That's tough to do <laughs> when both teams score under 100 points. They have a 35-point yeah. yeah, right. swing. So, yeah, this was a game. Nice. Yep. That's the insight yep. you're looking I for. Mean, I mean, what am I going to give you on no, Thunder yeah. No, no, no. No Shea, no Lillard, no eyeballs. Okay. Uh, well, well, it's funny you said that. Early game. All of the games last yes. night, early for the East Coast. You must have loved I, it. Absolutely. I didn't know what to do with myself as well. I know. The like, games were over by, like, like what? Like I, think, a, I think the last one started. Start at 8.30? Yeah, Eastern something Coast? like that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, call it, what, 11? We were free? Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, and we got we got the one really good game in there too with the uh yeah, right. Grizzlies and the Sixers and then the Hawks and the and the Raptors was yeah, good was as well. Tight. And then and then Trey took us through those last ones. Like, great, there's a couple of those you don't you're not like, all right, I gotta what blazes thunder, I gotta I really gotta sit through this one. Get out of here. Okay. Um did anybody 
try out the, um, I guess I'll call it NBA Red Zone, though I officially called Crunch Time uh, on the NBA app. As we saw our friend Jared Greenberg sort of uh, hyping it up on Twitter. The idea being, you know, like NFL Red Zone, we'll bounce around the games, take you from, uh, you know, close game to close game. Did I anybody, dabbled. Anybody I dabbled. Check it out? Okay, you did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's your report? Thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> what's the big deal? <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. It's been around for a long time, the yeah, idea. Yeah, we used to do it in Canada. It yeah, was called yeah. court surfing. Well, and they, they <laughs> kind of do it on NBA TV nightly. Yeah, okay. But what, what, it's always, number one, it's always hard to find on that NBA app. Oh, Everything's preach, hard to find. Preach. Where the hell is it? And what the hell is the name of it? It's crunch time, it's game time, it's play time. <laughs> what is the name of it? It was called crunch time, but again, everybody was looking at it as an NBA red zone. You're right. Call it red zone. Maybe they can't. Okay. The NFL's <laughs> call, got that. Call it something different than what they usually call it on TV. It was hard to find. Uh, the idea, is, of course, is right. a good idea. I, I, <laughs> I, what was weird is, I'm with you, I think was what you're saying, is like, this already was happening. Crunch time, from what I remember when we worked there, maybe it disappeared in the last year or so, but like, I remember Weiner doing it. I think Greenberg hosted it at times. Like, he hosted, crunch he's time hosted was, it for like four years. Yeah, crunch time was, here's a bunch of games on tonight, and we're going to bounce around. And there were some restrictions, I remember. Like, we can't show you this one because it's on this and all that. And like, that sucks because <laughs> it's the NBA. They should be able to show you whatever they want. But, yeah, th then it was just weird that suddenly this was like back getting a little buzz last night, even though I thought this was already a product. <laughs> well, it was never on the NBA app. <laughs> It's on the app. I now mean, it's on the app, but, it, but hold on, it's on the app, but where is it on the app? Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. Okay. You bet your app you can't find it on the app, I'll tell you that. It's hard to, it was hard to find. I literally had to scroll. <laughs> it was below Danny LaRue and Nate Duncan talking about a game. Okay. You literally couldn't find it. It should be, Prominent, here's yeah. an option. Okay, there's games, and here's the other option. And, and it actually was on the Apple TV app. It was like yeah, sort of, yeah. sort of there as a game option. Like, just... Anyway. Just make it like the splash page. But it makes sense. Of course, bounce around the league. Show you the best games. Like what you're doing with uh, your mouse. Mm. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Last the, time. There was, a, there was a time that there were three close games in the fourth quarter, and they were showing Knicks-Kings, yeah, which was a blowout. Yeah, people are getting a little upset by that. Because they were just showing a game. You don't need to show the Knicks-Kings. You don't need to. Mm -hmm. Do you have any? Did you dabble last night? Mm -hmm. no, no, I went out to dinner. But you love the idea. <laughs> you love the idea. I assume. Not really. Why? Um, because it doesn't work. I don't think you can't show individual plays like you can in a football game. Because like a football game, you're like, okay, there's four minutes left. Here's the last drive. This is the thing that absolutely matters. With basketball, it's like a possession by possession thing. What are you supposed to? You like you dip in, you see Steph Curry make back to back threes. Oh, suddenly we're going out to Philadelphia to show a guy dribble up the court for twenty four seconds. Nope, we're going back out to Indiana. Jackson's yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're gonna be more likely to miss something that happens, but that's what everyone's in the control room doing. Rack it up. But when we did it court surfing, and for those that don't know, like when we worked for the Score way back in the day up in Canada, and Tass and I were not the first hosts of this. Mm -hmm. Though I think the guide still says we're hosting still it. On the, still on the guide. <laughs> you know, shout out to Tim McCallum. <laughs> no one changes six, the six guide. Yeah, exactly. But like, we would have times where there'd be too many like close games or endings like all happening at the same time, and like we'd have to show the viewer one of the games, and then the people in the booth doing a great job say, "Okay, now we'll at least show you the replay of what just happened." So That's it was hard. like high energy and a lot of fun when there was a ton of great endings mm. and. Of course, people seem to love that show up in Canada. It was great. Yeah, I used to watch uh, court surfing all the time. Yeah, but I sort of just do my own because you know right. you're following. Yeah, you, you, and then you just sort of zip, dip in and out of games. And one, if it looks like yeah, it, people are lazy though. Like they're just like you tell me what I should be watching. <laughs> but that to me is not red zone. If you're waiting for a game to finish and then you go back to the game, that's a highlight of the game. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, you know, I, I think like uh, is Dwayne father-in-law is good with the remote right <laughs> like you said yeah he's good he's good with the classic comcast box remote you switch him to an apple tv mm, he's lost or a fire stick oh, he's yeah. like yeah, he's hitting the wrong things yeah, but i would trust i put the remote in Dwayne's hands and say hey take us through the best place show us the <laughs> I, best I place. At all. okay crazy. not Dwayne, but you're putting you're putting <laughs> no it into producer your father-in-law but essentially I'm you're trusting him to take me through the games act well live. well let's pretend our father-in-law is in the control room of all the right. nba tv all studio right. Let's pretend our father-in-law is Tom Heights, who we used to work with. Tommy, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, I Here is the control. Yeah. Here is the control. Don't miss a big play. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just bounces around for you. Yeah. 
You know, isn't, he, uh, isn't he a Knicks fan though, Tommy? So he's, pro- he's probably watching. <laughs> oh, he was watching the Knicks yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. 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 Everybody's got their biases. You're right. All right. Well, let's hear from everybody in the stream team or listening or watching later. If you got a chance to check out Crunch Time slash NBA Red Zone, right. nobody was watching it because it was too far down. I well, wouldn't say nobody. It was too far, no, there was, was a little buzz down. on Twitter. You know, people were was sharing. It buzzy? A, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. I saw. Good for them. More than normal, I guess, on a Monday night. Should be highlighted. Okay. Uh, We're going to take our first break. (laughs) When we come back, we'll get into a little Is This News. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back with No Dunks here in the Classic Factory. It's time for a little Is This News? Oh, wow. We got ourselves a new graphic, boys. Hey. <laughs> Is This News? A segment on the show where I give you guys uh, an NBA headline and you tell me whether or not it's newsworthy. That's the idea, at least. It's okay. really just a sneaky way to get in a bunch of news. <laughs> First one. It's always news, isn't it? Yeah, really. It's <laughs> a dirty little secret. Yep. Uh, comes from The Athletic, a fine website. You should get yourself in a subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Uh, Joe Ingles suffers season-ending torn ACL in left knee. Trey, we know this is news, but uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, not super surprising news after watching it, but definitely bummer news for Joe Ingles and the Jazz. This is Joe Ingles' eighth season in the league. It's all been in Utah. To me, he's been an integral part, like right behind Mitchell and Gobert in this era of the Jazz. As Tony Jones, our Jazz writer over at The Athletic, said, this might be his last game we see in the NBA just because he's getting up there in years and his uh, his contract is coming to an end. So he hasn't had the greatest season. Ingles has slowed down a little bit. The defense isn't quite there, but it's still a valuable player for the Jazz. The only silver lining now, I feel like Utah needs to ship, uh, shape, shake, ship shake, ship shake things up regardless. And Ingles was kind of on the trade block already. Now that they know he's not going to be coming back and they still need some help on the wing, I think he's definitely going to be traded. And he's got a decent little deal, you know, about $13 million. Like I said, it's expiring, so you need a team that doesn't need a player for the rest of this year but would like to get off of a longer contract. That's Eric Gordon or Alec Burks. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jazz getting into the mix for either of those guys. Lee, we saw that you were devastated by this yeah. news on Twitter yesterday. Just a great guy, Joe. And uh, you're talking about those eight years he's had in Utah. Well, on top of that, he's basically played for Australia, the World Cup, the Olympics. He hasn't taken time off really for so long. And I think that's a part of the reason he's also getting up there in age. You start to see a little bit of the decline. You know, he's just played so many games. He was the Ironman at one time there for for the NBA. So to see him sort of go like that, I I do think it probably is the last time we see him in a jazz uniform. Mm -hmm. Um, He's talked about maybe going back and playing in the Australian League at the end of his career. So we'll see if that happens. But uh, yeah, just a bummer, Joe. He's really like to see him win the bronze medal there for Australia in Tokyo last year was great and uh, he's just a good guy so proud of him because when he came to the NBA the Clippers had him and basically couldn't fit him onto their roster so they let him go and Doc Rivers are like we didn't want to let him go but we sort of had to thinking he might be available again and then he's gone out and really carved a a very very good career for himself there in Utah and as Trey mentions I think behind Gobert and and, uh, uh, Mitchell there he's probably their third most important player over this recent period of time Mm -hmm. there so uh, they're going to miss him and uh, it's just tough to sort of see him go down like that yeah, do you think this changes the Jazz's plans at the trade deadline at all with this unfortunate news from Ingles? I like the names Trey brought up. I think they were always thinking about helping out, fortifying their wing position. Mm-hmm. And Defensively especially. Yeah, and they have Daniel House, which was a nice little pickup, and, and although he's you know, been released and, and he was available, he had some good time in Houston uh, where you know he is a nice little part, but, 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 but I'm sure they wanted to upgrade even though uh, – 
even though Joe was there along with Jordan Clarkson off the bench, and this was you know not as good a year for Joe as it was last year, but he is an institution in Utah, and I'm sure he would be okay like if they go to him and say, hey, Joe, got to trade your contract, my man. Uh, so sorry, uh, and I'm not sure if he ever comes back to the NBA, as, as, as Lee said. Maybe he you know joins... Matthew Delvadova playing in Australia next season or whatever, but uh, he has yeah given a great eight years to the Jazz and what a different team the Clippers would have been if they hung on to him if if he turned into you know what he is what he was for the Utah Jazz as a wing player playing alongside Chris Blake and DeAndre is kind of like the guy that they could have used like at peak Joe Ingles they would have had a little more attitude uh, so that would have been a, a different team but yeah hopefully he gets back and plays well wherever he plays yeah. It'll be fascinating to see if if they can't trade him here to like offload his contract to help with you know their luxury tax payment or to get another player like we we talked about they need if they can't do that or don't do that will they then look to just waive him uh, with his, his season of course over maybe career uh, it's a, it's possible as well too and you brought up like House Junior more opportunity for him Pascal I think Eric Pascal a little bit um, the forward position he is on that team yeah some people forget not a big fan. He's fine. He, yeah. you know, he can give you some moments, but I think uh, a bit a bit up and down. Yeah, I agree. Um, but if they don't make a move, then <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, play. He, yeah. and Look, Rudy, Rudy's going to play a ton. Yeah, the, the Jazz are are in it right now. They've lost five in a row and eleven to thirteen, and then and then on top of that, this uh, losing you know really a backbone of their their locker room too. Like a leader, yeah. of course, on their team. That's the other thing. Like he's good vibes. Uh, oh yeah, they, they always say in terms of like keeping spirits up and stuff like that. So that's that really sucks. All right, our next headline, a little more positive. From NBA.com, ever heard of it? Joel Embiid, Chris Paul named NBA Players of the Week. Is this news who the NBA selected? Every single week it's news because they do make a Player of the Week every single (laughs) time. One from the East, one from the West. I really just want to point out. Hey, hey, do you think, I would have to check, but you know when the NBA tweets it out? Yes. Like, uh, the Players of the Week this week are X and X. Do they always do... Like the Eastern Conference player first, then the Western. Do they switch it up? Wow, it, should be, it should be East first every time. I think it should be who had the better week every time. Mm, I'm going alphabetically and time zone wise. Oh. That's the only reason I think. Okay, East anyway, first. sorry, well, sorry to interrupt. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, that's good. We need to have some diversions for things like this. But uh, the Phoenix Suns <laughs> tweeted out. They said, adding another accolade to his Hall of Fame resume. <laughs> this is this put him over the top. <laughs> so, so that got me digging a little bit. And we can we love the trivia here. So, how many Player of the Weeks, according to Real GM, do you think uh, Chris Paul has for his career? Fourteen. Oh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? I checked it. Oh, okay, right. Well, okay, a little bit more trivia. No, but you know, the interesting part is, when was the last time Chris Paul won Player of the Week? Mm. Before this. I didn't get that deep into it. If you had to guess. Like, what year? What 20, team even? I think he did it for the Rockets. That's right. Oh. That's pretty... That's a long time ago at this point. He did it in December 18th, 2017. Like, that oh, week. I December 2017. Thunder. I would have said the Thunder yeah. the next season. But mm. Rockets. Okay, so uh, who are the three ahead of him in the player of the week? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I'll give you a clue. MVPs. LeBron. All, all three of them. No, not MV, uh, Not LeBron. What? All, he hasn't wait, had what? more what's players the of the week. What's, what's no, the no, question? the next three directly ahead of him in terms of the uh, players of the week awards won. Are they all current players? No, oh. no. None of them are current. One of them... So, like, so you're telling me, like, yeah, LeBron has too many players. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. This what? is like, let's say, wait, wait, wait. No, not wait, oh. wait. What spot is Chris Paul in? Do, do we have? Uh, he's got, somewhere. He's got uh, 14. 14. Okay. Other guys uh, have... Actually, one guy's got 16. The other two have got 15. So Carl, he... Carl Malone? No. Carl Malone? Two. No, There's a link between two of the players. One of them. He said, "Is he current player? No, but we had a big ceremony for him. Dirk, Dirk. Dirk. Oh, that yeah. Man, and then there's a player with a link to Dirk. Steve Nash. No, mm. oh. but a link in terms of you know, Michael Finley. Yeah, just the way that they sort of played. This guy oh. was a multiple-time MVP. Multiple. Mm. Larry Bird. Larry oh, Bird. Larry. And the last one, another one-time MVP. Uh, this guy is. Uh, he's like the. He's like everyone's dad. He's like the dad of the NBA. Dirk." No, <laughs> Luke, Wal- oh, Luke Walton, Bill Walton. No, no, no. no. The dad this guy is the most the honorable guy. Like most, most honorable guy, yeah. David Robinson. David Robinson. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, Carl uh, Malone had twenty-three. By the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ballpark, I guess. Yeah. Um, how many? How many did Embiid win? Did you check that? No. How many do you think he's got already? Five. 
guy checked. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> no, no, I didn't, man. I'm just smart. Okay. It's wicked smart. Sicko shit here. This is just interesting. Okay. How do you four how do you guys know this stuff? Four of Embiid's say numbers, man. players of the week I was gonna say eight. have come within the month of January. Wow. Huh. What does that say about him? Yeah. Nothing. Peaks oh, early. It says nothing. Well, is that early? I guess that's mid-season. Yeah, yeah. He comes in out of shape, peaks in the middle of the season, that's, wears himself down by the end of oh, the season. I, I was That's what I was looking for. It's like, he's not winning these generally in November mm. or December. He's got to play himself into shape, and then by January, he's humming. Anyway, I thought mm. that was fascinating. What about Shaq? How many he's got in oh, uh, January? Wow. Oh, in <laughs> January? <laughs> I only want to know January. <laughs> How many think he's got overall? Uh, 28. Oh, 20. Oh. <laughs> He's worse than Carl Malone. Okay. So, Chris Paul, yeah, Suns went 4 0. He averaged 22, 7.5, and 13 assists per game uh, for the week, obviously, that he just got honored. And then the Sixers went 3 0 in, um, in, in the games because Embiid was playing. He averaged 35, 12, and 6, and then two and basically two and a half blocks. Both of those guys sitting down at the MVP table, as we have discussed. <laughs> I know Curry's going to make his run here. I w- I'm with you on that, Trey. But right now, to me, the five guys, and there can only be five at that table, it's Giannis, it's Jokic, it's Embiid, it's Chris Paul, and I think it's uh, John Morant. Those are my five. Agree or disagree? I agree. <laughs> yes. Yes. I only now say this every show so JD can show this. I think Ja has to be there uh, yes, because of the way too. the Grizzlies are playing. Okay. Um, final headline. Uh, this was from a couple days ago, but we had a busy show yesterday with the winners and losers of the NBA weekend, and we talked about every other sport imaginable. So let's slip it in now. ESPN, by way of Woj, uh, Kings pull out a pursuit of 76ers Ben Simmons, sources say. What do you think, Pass? Is this news? It's impossible to say what the Kings had to give to the Sixers. Right. What Maury was maybe asking Yes. For. However, I'm going to applaud the Kings right now. Why the heck not? I assume that they pulled out because the Sixers said, give us Tyrese Halliburton. And they said, nay. Because I think they'd say okay to Deer and Fox. But I think right. the Kings should hang on to Tyrese Halliburton. Just wait. Just wait. You got nine days left. Pulled out four now. You can always go back in. Mm-hmm. It's not done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think if... Maury, yeah, they both walk away from the table and Maury comes back and says, okay, fine, we'll take the De'Aaron Fox package. Good move. Good move, Kings. You know, it's impossible to give the Kings kudos because who the heck knows what was on the table. But I'm giving them the kudos because I do think it's for Tyrese Halliburton who had a monster game against the Philadelphia 76ers over the weekend. Those beautiful sidestep shots. He finished with 37 or whatever he finished with. That's the one untouchable, I think, on that roster. Don't trade him. He would work well with Simmons. So, hang on, baby. Hang on. Hang on for this nine-day ride and trade De'Aaron Fox. I think. I think. So, yeah. Let's applaud the Kings. For, <laughs> because we have no factual evidence. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Kings. There we go. Come on, Kings. Oh, we're getting some momentum now. I was trying to do a lame limp clap yeah. for the Kings because they don't really deserve it, but yeah. then it's tough to, when that starts happening, yeah, and it, yeah it starts building. We would have had to do a slow clap for nine whole days, yeah. but I, I feel like it was picking up and ramping up right till the trade line. Exactly. I, don't, I don't believe them. I yeah. don't believe them. Yeah. I think they're still in. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'm like you, Tass. I think they're just out for now. They're saying, hey, we've got a lot of players who we would trade. There's maybe one or two guys we wouldn't. Let's talk to the other 28 teams and see if they're interested. Hey, you want a Buddy Heal? You want a Harrison Barnes? Right. We don't have to do- deal until the Sixers. We might, but we don't have to. So for now, they're out. Mm-hmm. But really, they're in. Yeah, because according to Woj in this report, the Kings believe the asking price too steep and that a pathway to a trade agreement with the Sixers just doesn't exist, Lee. But do you agree with what the guys are saying? Like, for now, okay. Mm. The Kings say, no, we're not, we're, not, we're not giving you Halliburton or whatever you're yeah. asking for. But could it be rekindled as we get closer of to that? Of course, the, the Kings are like, all right, we're leaving then. We're definitely going. We're out. We're definitely going. <laughs> Goodbye. That, that trade's off the table. We're taking it. It's not there. No, I mean, the thing is, it's Maxi playing well and Fox playing bad has made it complicated. Because <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can point. trade Fox yeah. for Simmons straight up. Yeah, I, I like, think, it, I think like it works. You I know, think. if Fox was playing at a really high level, well, then maybe the Kings would say, well, no, we don't want to trade him. But they don't They don't need that Fox in there when Maxie's playing this way. So right. that complicates it. Tyrese is definitely the guy that the Sixers would be, like, interested in starting the conversation around. But uh, the Kings... And do think you think, like Tass is saying, that's smart of the Kings, like, 
that is the one untouchable on that roster of anyone. Yeah. That's the one you just, come on. You, you drafted him a couple years ago. He's obviously looks like be a great player and can only get better in theory. Don't go giving him away. That's the thing. Right now, because of the season that Fox is having, if you trade the guy who's actually playing really well, it's like, well, we shouldn't have given him away. We have all these other pieces. So uh, it, it's a bit messy. But yeah, I, that, them saying, I'm breaking up with you first to Philadelphia really is what it's all about. But uh, I think if Daryl calls them back and says, all right, we're in, they'll be like, yep, no worries, great. Here but what if, does this mean like they block their number? Nah, you of know? course not. No? <laughs> Deleted it nah. out of So they just, tell, they just tell Daryl, stop calling us with this this demand. Oh, I don't package. think Daryl's calling them, really. I think they're saying, hey, we, we're interested in Simmons. All right, give us Halibut. Anyone else? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Right. Nobody else. Okay. All right. And I think they're just going to, I think they're going to call Daryl and say, just letting you know we're still out. Okay? We are still <laughs> Out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually just set the phone down yeah, on the yeah, table yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. still off. You hear yeah. the water running and <laughs> dishes you there? like that. Um, I yeah. mean, it also could be Maury saying, you got to take Tobias. You got to take Tobias. That part of it oh, as well. I guess, yeah. It could be for sure. Fox for Simmons, do it. If you're the Kings, you are doing that immediately, yes, it sounds of like. of course. The Sixers, like Lee said, not as convinced that that's all that exciting yeah although I love Fox on a different team can't wait for Fox to become an absolute all-star on some other team guaranteed to happen um but yeah okay I'm with you guys that they're not going to do that move right now straight up at least straight up straight up um I guess one question off of this though because we're getting closer to next week's deadline do you think if you had to guess like which team is most likely to make a trade like like this week to to Oh, Jump the gun week. a little bit. Yeah, like to try and beat maybe <laughs> some of the other boys. GMs to the punch. Because that sometimes happens. Mm. And I think it's sometimes a bit of a slick move. Um, if you're a guessing man. Or which one do you want to see? The well, uh, look, the, the way that the Wizards season started great and has fallen off. Uh, what, what's Beal? What's he staying in Washington for? He should go and say, all right, let's go. Let's move. Let's get me out of here. Get me somewhere else. There's, there's players out there. Uh, I would like to see that happen. Because otherwise, he's just wasting his career at the moment. Right. There. Okay, we know you're a big Beal fan. Yeah. You want to get him out of Washington. Any other teams or players, guys, Trey, that come to mind? Jazz. The Jazz. Sure, sure, sure. So a minor move. Is oh, I just saying. got Joe Ingles on the brain yeah, right yeah. now. That's a guy. They need to trade him. Like, a, I maybe it's a little harsh to say, but now that he's not going to be playing, you need to get something from that spot. And, like, I do think that Eric Gordon and Alec Burks are going to be big pieces that are moved at the deadline. People are going to be like, hey, we got to get them. Right. They have a little bit of playoff experience, and the Jazz always value uh, continuity. So getting your guy a week early ahead of the All-Star break, maybe that's a, a selling point as well. And the Jazz are trying to win a title. Yeah, yeah. And they really are. And even if, you know, they've dropped to fourth in the Western Conference, a big part has been their superstars not playing basketball so when they're out it makes sense that they're going to drop a little bit and they're yeah they're trying to win and again maybe it's all right that they start the playoffs or have to win in the sec on the in the second round on the road because they've been so bad at home my question is if they get eric gordon on their team does eric gordon classify as a good gord because mm. his last oh, yeah. name is Gordon. He's a good Gordon. He's a good Gordon. Yeah, he is a good I agree. Gord. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think He's the, the best. That. Best. He might be a great carry for all I know. <laughs> Not really. He, for a loop, he really it? did. <laughs> wow. He takes tough shots. He can be. Yep, that's yeah. right. He catches fire. All right. We're gonna take one more break. When we come back, um, a fascinating tweet of the night, and we'll uh, fire up a brand new month when it comes to the pickup. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, 
Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Great stuff. Uh, JD, I saw Joe in the stream team saying you look like uh, the dude today. <laughs> JD abides. Uh, you should see me from the belt down. <laughs> Got my Birkenstocks on, my wool socks, and shorts. And I drove to uh, Lincoln to school like this today. Did you get out of the car? No. Oh, well, God, no. But, you know, if there's like a fender bender or something, it's going to be embarrassing. You <laughs> it's know? true. It's but, true. Uh, oh well. All right. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, uh. tweet of the Night. A little interesting here today because it's from our guy Rob Perez at Worldwide Wob, and he tweeted last night. What? That's all he tweeted. Hmm. What? What? But... There was a video that was attached, of course, to this tweet, and we grabbed the clip, and I'll set it up very briefly here. It's a Sixers fan trying to play blackjack against Franklin the dog, the Sixers mascot. He's the dealer, okay? Let's watch it. All right, 76ers fans, it's now time for Parks Casino Blackjack. I'm here with my main man, Austin. He's going to go head-to-head with Franklin in a classic game of blackjack. We know how this goes. You got to get as close to 21 as possible without going over. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's get to it, brother. Let's get to it. (laughs) Okay, okay. Franklin uh, is dropping cards right now. In the waistcoat. Yeah. Looking good. He said he wanted to hit. Okay, okay. Hitting on 13 makes sense. Against the seven. Against yep, the yep, seven. Right. Franklin. Right. Fucking you up. Okay. Seven. Oh, 17. Now it's interesting. You got a stick there, don't you? Yeah. you 17 a versus a seven. No, oh, he says, come oh, on. He's feeling okay, it, Lee. He's like, let's hit. Let's hit. Franklin, give me a card. Whoa. Oh, he's right. done it. Well 20. done. Sweet. Looking good. Good. What man. you want to do? Well, he's hungry. Crowd is trying to I'm encourage him. <laughs> go, go! He said he want one more hit. <laughs> He's feeling an ace. Franklin's like, what? <laughs> and he busts. Drops it. Wow. We still gonna hook you up with that prize. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Who cares? You're getting the prize anyway. So, okay, a couple of just things from this. Uh, again, thanks to Worldwide Wob for uh, getting that up online. Um, but the guy. Never played blackjack before. Was unsure what he was doing. Like, did he think he was supposed to get to twenty one? Like, you know, I think he has to have thought that that's what he was trying to hit twenty one on the head. Uh, yeah, you don't yeah. hit at seventeen. I mean, you might push at seventeen, but you don't hit. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. you definitely uh, don't hit at twenty. No, no, no. no. Uh, the other part, I sent this to JD before you guys got in here. I was amazed that they had like an animation of Franklin actually giving the last card. Yeah. Because think about it, like they're creating this game. They're like, no one's ever gonna hit on twenty. Like, yeah. you're good. Like, they're like, we'll get you to seventeen. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't hit. But if you do, we're sliding you a three. three. Yeah. Then you got in. the win. Yeah. And game over. Yeah. But no more videos. Someone wise enough within the Sixers, you know, game ops department is like, well, who knows? Somebody could hit on twenty, yeah. and we better have Franklin flipping one more card and go play her butt. So the guy was wearing. On. Did you see his hat? No. What I had written on it. I don't know if you can bring it up and all that, JD. I think it says expensive pain on his hat. Okay. So <laughs> he was like, yeah, he. The, the guy that's playing the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he must be just an awful gambler. I wonder if he knows uh, Cam Stewart. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I also funny. like to live dangerously. Mm. So you look at that. Expensive pain. Yeah. yeah, it must be a brand, I guess. Or something. I've never heard of it. But the way they just at the end say. Uh, yeah, you, you, get you, prize, get, you get the prize <laughs> anyway. You get the prize anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, th- this game is designed to w- for you to win. <laughs> like, you, you cannot lose. You, yeah. you just can't lose. But uh, oh well. It's like Daryl Brown at a Montreal casino. He had 18. Kept hitting. Kept saying "frappe moi." Hit me in French. Frappe moi. 
You didn't need to hit on 18, Daryl. <laughs> okay, here's a question, though. If he, let's say he stays on 17, mm-hmm. he stands. What, what do you think Franklin's flipping over for a second card? What's the dealer got as the second card? And then I assume he's going to bust, right? Like, that's yeah. what's going to happen here. Yeah, he was going to get the 10. So he he's gonna, probably going to flip a nine or an yeah, eight and then hit yeah. one more. Okay, He yeah. was getting the jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. In Sweden, though, a push, you lose. The dealer wins, mm. which is crazy. Right, right, right. When you, Especially when you don't know that. Because I was playing there and we pushed. And they clipped my, I said, no, no, no. It was a push. That was a push. I said, nah, in Sweden, it's house wins. <laughs> I'm like that's not that's insane, that's not buddy. the rule. That is not the rule. Real Swedish house mafia. Yeah, exactly. Nice. It was in a club too. <laughs> it was in a club. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that changes things. So it wasn't a casino. No, not a casino, but it was like there were tables set up there. Like it was proper casino rules, but uh, they were fudging the numbers a little bit there and stuff. Oh, goosing them. Yeah. <laughs> Swedish rules. All right. Pick them results. Nope, there are none because we didn't pick last night. <laughs> we're starting a brand new month here in February. Brought to you by BetMGM. So, Tass, what is tonight's game that we're picking from? We're all 0-0. Yeah, we've got a rematch from Saturday night. Raps Heat this time in Toronto. Mm. So, I understand why the three of you guys are taking the Toronto Raptors. Totally makes sense. Playing I'm, well. I'm taking the Heat because nothing makes sense. They're coming off a 30-point loss where they didn't play their starters. I mean, they're big-name players. No Bam, no Jimmy. Do they play tonight? Who the heck knows what's going on in the NBA? But I think they bounce back after a 30-point loss and after losing to the Raps on Saturday. I'm sure they're ready to go, especially with their guys fresh if they do play. Okay. Yeah. Everybody else taking the Raps. Got to win by two or more. Um, but Tass has the heat. I saw the uh, No Dunks Discord has their very own, like, uh, pick em battle going. Like, they're playing a lot. Cool. That's what I mean. I saw people... <laughs> sorry, Tass, but I saw people yesterday happy that they at least beat you ah. in the month of January. <laughs> I did see that a couple times. Ah, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts, ah, eh? Like hitting on a 20. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Swedish rules. Uh, Alright, so good luck to everybody tonight. Thanks to the stream team for joining us live. Take a second if you haven't already to like the video and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com We'll be back for tomorrow morning's daily show live at 10 a.m. Eastern. And then later on, on Wednesday in the afternoon, brand new Beach Steppin' Podcast. We'll go live once again from the Classic Factory. So get your questions in. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks and uh, no dunks merch. Always available over at no dunks.com. And those uh, sweet no dunks, like, old Cavaliers jerseys I showed you guys the other day. Remember I was rocking one at the end of the show. We are making those. It's going to be a limited run, but they are coming and we'll let you know as soon as they're available to purchase. They're not going to last long I don't think. Mm -mm. We'll let you know. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us and remember uh, Fuzzy Fonzie. Uh, I got, got a cue for you. Waka waka! (laughs) (laughs) Embrace the baby As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 